0: I've chased, I've chased, I've chased, I've chased um, I was watching an um, interesting documentary the other day so it's this village in Congo and... Um, <coughs> So um, it it was about these, um, so there was two things that was happening in this village. The first thing that was happening, sadly enough, was there was a lot of men committing suicide like a lot of men. It was a tiny little village, but they wanted to find out the reason why these men were committing suicide. And um, they were asking them questions, not not asking the men passed away, obviously, but asking the family members questions. And, um, why won't you answer me? <laughs> answer me now, that person. But they were answering the family members and they were reading a lot of the um, the notes that they left when they passed away. And some of the simple things were stuff like, I did not have a job. Like, I don't have a job. Do you know what I mean? Or um, I feel like I can't, I, f- I don't feel like a man yeah. like i'm not able to provide for my family course, like yeah. i don't have a purpose in life and every single family every single family that had mm-hmm. lost someone um the reason for that individual taking their life sadly enough was all coming down to them not having not feeling like they had a purpose in life yeah. or not feeling like they were able to like provide and support their family mm-hmm and it's it's sad, but it brings forth to the idea that like as human beings we need we need that purpose we need that drive we Definitely, need that yeah. yeah we need we need that um that strength or that backbone knowing that we're able to support and provide for our family and we have a purpose in life either it be in the arts, something we enjoy doing or a job or a career that we're passionate about and without that it's kind of like a loss within us so yeah, yeah and it's interesting because I have loads of conversations with people in regards to like passions and stuff like that and a lot of young people that I speak to it, particularly my church and stuff when it comes down to passion they always relate passion to maybe having a skill like playing football or an instrument or something but what I tend to tell them is that passion is the energy that you put into anything that's put in front of you and that should be your passion you know what I mean so the drive that you put into whatever is in front of you so let's say you work in I don't know computing your energy and, and fall into yeah. that. Make it as enjoyable as you possibly can and that will keep you going or else you're constantly going to be searching for the passion that doesn't exist because you're told by the world that if you don't have a particular talent, if you're not famous or rich using this particular talent, then you're completely useless, like you're void as a human being, whether you're male or female and mm-hmm. it's, it's a dangerous ideology to have. So
1: yeah, yeah. well, I, I agree and I, I I'm not sure if I'm well, I mean, for example, mm-hmm. I, I used to work before I, 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 I i did what i do Um, what i do (laughs) (laughs) that's right ground before i did what i do yes i i I used to work in customer service in museums oh cool and i worked in a bunch of museums Mm. in london the british museum the vna the uh doing kind of temp work but then full-time at the british museum Mm. the science museum and um and i didn't uh I mean, I was working customer service, so I was helping Mm. usually angry customers, (laughs) you know, get tickets or find directions or go to the bathroom. Uh, And you know, it's not a dream job. mm. Working customer service is never a a dream job. Mm. Um, And my 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 passion was in other things. Uh, Partly, I was I was I was studying. I was doing my PhD Mm. while I was working part time. Um, But I I worked with a lot of people who really disliked the job. Mm. And you could tell because they were very rude with the customers. Mm. They didn't put any effort into the job. For them, it was just a slug. Mm. And they would just slug it through until Friday where they would get smashed at the pub, mm. which I can sympathize with because I got smashed at the pub <laughs> as well. But um, I was always... i Well, I don't know if my, my colleagues would necessarily agree with me, but yeah. I, I felt that I was always... Um, I always tried to be good at my job. I always tried to be very mm. polite to the customers. Mm. I never lost my temper. Yeah. Um, I, I was always very professional, mm-hmm. and I and I and I thought that uh, even if this is not the job that I want to do for the rest of my life, I I should do it well. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I owe it. One is my. It's part of my job to be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I work in customer service. Yeah, that doesn't mean you have to bend over and you know and yeah. take a. Abusive uh, beating from a, an angry mm. customer, you shouldn't. You have to stand your ground and have self respect mm. and defend your position. But at the same time, you shouldn't be outright rude because you're having a bad day, mm. you know, because you feel dissatisfied with yourself. Yeah. You should always try to be polite most definitely. Um, because it's part of your job <clears throat> and you owe it to your employees as well. Yeah, most definitely. You know, so uh, you're right. I think that no matter what you do in life, <clears throat> even if it's temporary, you're doing it as a stepping stone to get to where you want to be. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. You should give it your all. Mm-hmm. You should certainly put, uh, Yeah. because it's more enjoyable for you if you do that, as you yeah, say. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one, one of
0: the things I recently told one of my friends, um, we were having a discussion on like mental health issues and so forth. And she was like, oh, how do I maintain, So how do I like maintain so calm and positive at all times? And, and I, I kind of I was trying to explain to her that sometimes it's it's an act, but not, not an act as in like I'm faking it, but I always approach every situation in a positive light. So if I'm approaching someone um, for the first time to have a conversation with them, whether it be in a bar or like in the middle of nowhere, I always approach that person with the assumption that they they're a good person that they, they're going to be a nice person because then that 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 then levels my energy and puts me in a position whereby I'll approach them in a positive manner in the hope that I'll get that back it will get reciprocated because if I go in there defensively or if I go in there on the, on the offense and with aggression and anger it's most likely it's going to be reciprocated sure. you know what I mean so and what, one of the examples I gave was like if I walk up to someone with my arms out open to give the to give the person a hug, I'm most likely to receive a hug. But if I go Not with if you my, don't know them. No, if I don't know <laughs> them, it, it, it might be a strange interaction, but if I go with my dukes up ready to swing at the individual, then it might end up completely different. Yeah, of course. Just yeah. through simple actions. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that we forget. is like the energy you put out, you're most likely going to reciprocate it. So you, you should be
1: well aware of it <laughs> and conscious of the energy that you're putting out there as an individual. I,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I, you know, as a, as a teacher, I have, a, yeah. I have one... Pr- particularly kind of difficult class, yeah I won't name them, <laughs> I mean, but uh, I remember i o- I always have a difficult time I, and i and I, I used to now it's it's not too bad actually yeah, but I used to dread this class and because um, i I knew that it was going to be a, a struggle, yeah. and then you're like, oh God, I got this class I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go in there yeah. and there's gonna be a, like a tirade of abuse so yeah. I'm gonna have to suffer I'm gonna have to send like eight kids out of the <laughs> lesson and and I was, I remember I went in there feeling really almost aggressive, yeah. like, you know, I'm not gonna take any yeah. nonsense from these kids yeah. as soon as one, you know, yeah, head yeah, <laughs> puts their head up above the parapet, para- <laughs> you know, fuck. Yeah. Um, and, and I had a terrible class, mm. because I went in there with this mentality, like, yeah, like I'm gonna take this, mm. and then, and, and, and it went terribly. Mm. And I felt and I to be honest with you, I felt really bad after teaching the class. Yeah. I was like, man, like I, I went in there with a bad attitude. You negated that energy. And you know? the kids mm. responded in kind. And then mm. so the following week I went in and I was I was very I was sarcastic, but in a kind of like, you know, Oh, which one of you is gonna spend lunch with me? You know you None know, <laughs> <like, a> <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be you. Congratulations. You got a lunchtime detention. And the thing <laughs> is I, I but I was I was disciplining them because mm. I kept a bunch of them behind for lunchtime detention, mm. but I did it with a smile on my face yeah, and actually the lesson went pretty well because there was oh, wow. I injected some humor into it, and yeah. the kids were they weren't aggressive to me they weren't like uh oh, you know let's make this guy's life hell yeah they were there was banter yeah and and our and and our lessons have gotten progressively better mm. because I've had a, a slightly different well a very different approach and a different attitude to the lesson. Yeah. And so I kind of, now I don't mind yeah. going, but you're right. I completely agree.
0: It, it, yeah, it, it works. It works. It works for me personally. And um, it has done for a long period of time. It helps me with like networking and, and talking to people on all levels and various backgrounds and so forth. Because I, I approach everyone with the same format <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so there's no shifting format regardless of what level you're in. And yeah, it kind of it kind of helps create a... A boundary of like respect and do you know what I mean commonality so yeah it keeps the relationships flowing yeah. so yeah it's really good but as a teacher you must you must you you, you must really get tested in terms of like your own temperament because students are like but I I, I teach at a, a good school oh okay yeah um, what level are What going what's the age range like
1: well I, I mean I mainly teach years 7 and 8 mm. and 12 oh, okay so, eight is the worst. Seven, <laughs> yeah. Sevens are nice because they're, you know, especially at the beginning of the year. They're new they're, to the school. They're yeah. new to yeah. the school yeah. and they all just sit there and like, oh, we got to work, you know, yeah. and and they're yeah. they're quite... Year eight, they're like, they're old school. Mm. You know? They'd be cool now. Oh, man, we've done the first year. Yeah. You know, all oh, the new kids are coming in. Yeah. You know? it, and, and they have this, they have a... The, you know, they've solidified their friendship groups. Mm. They're comfortable. They... they're they're starting to kind of test the boundaries Mm. and they can be little little shits yeah they really (laughs) can Mm. Um, but they're still they're still young enough to be Mm. you know some of them are innocent and quite you know Mm. uh, positive and like oh yeah you know, hi sir, I'm up to maths, and you're like, okay, yeah, teachers' pits, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're, they're nice, you know. And then the Year 12s, I I think I I probably mm-hmm. like teaching the Year 12s most because although there's you know they're only a year after the G- GCSE, so there's mm-hmm. that kind of, but they're seventeen, they're uh, more mature. You can you can go really in depth in the in the topic mm-hmm. that you you know. So I teach Chinese uh, history, yeah, and film studies. And you can you do a lot of analysis. You can have mm. a more kind of mature jokes. You mm. not 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 that mature, but yeah. like, you know you can you but can triple isn't that no no no? But the <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the quality mm. of the humor is higher. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's yeah. sarcasm. There's wit. There's there's you know you, you can you can really talk to them almost as human beings <laughs> as opposed to yeah. children. And, uh, you know, and and, and and it's nice. It's nice, and it's nice to see the kids. I mean, I've only been teaching for about two years. Mm. But it's nice to see the kids kind of uh, grow, change. Yeah. And, uh, so you're part of like that transition. You're able to... Yeah, I mean, the if you think about time, it, like, yeah. I mean, I haven't been teaching for very long, but, mm-hmm. you know, from from what I've heard from other teachers, is you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can see a kid go from, 11 years old mm. to 18 years old mm. and imagine the transition Yeah, uh, that you see that's when they find somebody, themselves right, itself, and, yeah. and you're part of that process mm. you know you are helping them to discover the world through yeah. your uh, enthusiasm about your subject about how you mm. how you portray like you know China is well, obviously, I teach Chinese, right? So Chinese is a world uh, language I can teach them about a different kind of viewpoint, mm. a different way of seeing the world, a different way of uh, communicating, mm. uh, different kind of social, historical, political history. Yeah. Um, and it, it's an, it's eye-opening. And it, yeah. it changes their perception of the way the world is. Yeah. And it's nice. It
0: would be interesting to find out from you, because you should be able to know, um, well, not, not that I'm assuming that you know, but, I mean, what are kids... Ideas of like the the world in terms of like their own political identity. Like, how did they, how did they see stuff? Like, how did they see all the various changes that we're trying to
1: kind of like levelize as society? Like, or do they not? It depends yeah. on the year group as well. Yeah, I think, for example, like what I've what I've noticed a lot. Um, I don't talk about politics a lot with my. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't, basically don't talk about politics with my youngest yeah. kids, but. Um, but there will be, like, one or two little comments that, that mm. pop up about things like Brexit. Mm. And with the younger, the year seven and eight kids, uh, a lot of them will kind of parrot what their parents say. Yeah. I've noticed that. They yeah. say, like, well, my my parents were against Brexit. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, because the school I go to is, uh, I teach at, it's quite quite, uh, it's a good school. Mm. It's kind of... Um, the parents are pretty well to do. The kids mm. are smart. So, mm. I think generally the the parents are pretty kind of left leaning, pro European, mm. and we have a nice inclusive environment in the school. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but you know, what what to what extent do the kids really understand the political economic? Yeah. Pressure like the like, uh, consequences of yeah. Brexit. They they don't. Yeah. They but just then there's go. a lot
0: of changes happening in their generation, which of course, is in, in essence, yeah. going to
1: affect them. So Yeah. Um. I mean, one thing that's seems to be kind of not my school necessarily, a few for sure. That, mm. uh, but but schools in general is is the the strike on climate change. Oh yeah. That's so a one, so huh? kids mm. at my school as well went on the march. Where they they mm. they they uh, boycotted school to go on a um the climate oh, yeah. march yeah. right um kind of GCSE level, that mm. kind of kids you know, sixteen, fifteen, and so they're a lot they're, they're they're quite politically engaged. I mean, to what extent are these kids really do they really care or <laughs> were they just yeah. want a day off school? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but the point is, you know, I never made you know well, it wasn't really an issue, but like my generation, we never made a stand like that. Mm. We were never politically engaged at fifteen sixteen, mm. I don't understand anything about the world at that age. Yeah. And so, but, but then, then again, we didn't really have the internet. That's you know? the thing, the so so internet
0: completely changed again yeah. in terms of like communication across yeah. yeah. so, so borders. Kids, yeah. kids
1: now, there's, there's no uh, restrictions to, to mm-hmm. information for, mm-hmm. for the younger generation, whereas for you and I, there, there, there were those restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's nice to see kids that are politically engaged. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>